Blog Talk Radio. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the alarm of my holy mountain. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the and praying as we see all that's going on in the world 
and knowing that we're getting closer and closer to the Lord's return and that our time here is very short and our time with him is for eternity and that we would focus on the things of God and that we would focus on him and that we will come together in the name of Jesus and praise his holy name. Hallelujah and glory to God. I just thank you for each one that's in the chat room. Thank you for each one that are listening by blog, talk, or Skype. Whichever way the Lord has you to be able to hear and come together as the body of Christ. For we are the living body of Christ, not some building, not some name on a building. No, we are God's church, the true living body of Christ. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord, that the Lord lives within our hearts by his Holy Spirit, and that we can do nothing without him. That we have, to hum- we have to empty ourselves and be humble servants and let the Lord move through us. Praise his wonderful name. Join me in prayer, brothers and sisters, as we prepare our hearts to worship and honor him, to hear his word, and to fellowship in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this night. We thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. We thank you that you breathe life within our lungs. Lord, you are our Lord and our Savior. You are our King and Conqueror. Lord, you are victorious and mighty. And Father, I pray that you make a way that seems to be no way as the world tries to silence our voices and our message. But it keeps coming through. For you are all powerful, and you're able to make it happen. I pray you open the connections in the airway. I pray, Lord, you would let the brethren and the seekers come in. You let the guests come in, Lord, that they can hear your word and your voice. And we thank you for blessing us and showing us favor, Lord, when you have these connections and things happening, and it keeps going. Praise God, because we're able to do it in Jesus. Lord, we pray for the applied blood of Jesus over each heart and mind that are listening at the Lord's hour. Your time, Lord. Your place, Lord. What you have raised up for such a time as this in these last days. As the Father said, I have spoken through my Son in the last days. Listen to him. Listen to the Lord Jesus. Listen to the Holy Spirit of God that will bring truth and righteousness and mercy and grace. Father, I just praise you and thank you for this night. Lord, we come together in the mighty name of Jesus, and we rebuke the devourer, we rebuke Satan and all his demonic hordes, Lord. And we pray for the mighty angels of God and the mighty armies of God to watch over and protect us. Thank you, Lord, and we praise and honor you, and we humble ourselves before you and say all glory to you, Lord. Amen. As we come together to worship and praise, focus on the Lord, that we exalt him. I exalt, we exalt thee, Lord, not just me, but everyone. We exalt thee. Thank you. 
promise. And we pray for the Holy Spirit to fall upon us. Spirit fall, Lord. Spirit fall, we pray. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the presence of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Do you feel the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. The Spirit welling up inside you. Hallelujah. Yes, and we focus on the Lord. Yes, we invite you, Holy Spirit. Hey, come. Come and have it in us, Lord. Come and have it in us, mighty Spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heart. It's mighty, mighty color. 
Hallelujah. God has highly exalted him. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess to the glory of the Father that he is Lord. Jesus. Name above all names. Jesus. Oh, just say that name and there will be healing coming. Hallelujah. There will be victory, and you will be set free. For the name of Jesus has all authority and power over the enemy, over the enemy of your soul. The name of Jesus can set you free from addictions of this world and sin.
Will all 
But there's something about your name. Amen. Hallelujah. The message tonight, brothers and sisters, for the Lord, seek Jesus to know him more. Shalom, brothers and sisters, grace and mercy to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus, who is the head of the church of the living God, praying for the Holy Spirit to fill us with wisdom about this most important part of our life and faith in Jesus Christ. As me and Sister Brenda have been doing our Bible study, right now we are studying the book of Acts. And one thing I have been noticing and the Holy Spirit has been showing is that when Paul or the apostles would speak about the believers, it would be in the church in Antioch, the church in Jerusalem, the church in Rome or Corinth, true living church, the body of Christ, amen? Where have we gone? Nowadays, we have so many names and factions that are supposed to be following the Lord Jesus. They have different names on buildings, even people's names on ministry. God have mercy. Paul wrote and dealt with this. Many of us who came to the Lord's Hour and other online underground churches were not at peace or satisfied with this kind of fellowship. Brothers and sisters, when a place, when a body of believers have any other name on that building and that group, they are not worshiping the true God. How can they? There is division, and each group says, this is the way to go. These are men's ideas. This shows that they are just acting like little babies. You have not grown up. You are not maturing. The other thing it does is cause division. We are supposed to be one body in the church of the living God. No Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, no Pentecostal, nor Islamic, or any other religion. You look in the world, and you can see the enemy has done a pretty good job of what the Lord said he'd do. And man would do too. That is deceiving and lying. God have mercy. This is what the Lord is saying tonight. Help me, Lord. Come back to your first love. Come back to where you began. Turn away from the foolish wisdom of man and the lies of the devil. And repent. Turn to me. Come back to the source of true life. I give life. I give hope. I give peace. I give grace. I give mercy. You want to see I, what I give most of all and demonstrate it for all the world to see? My Father is so loving to each of you that he asked me, Son, show your love for my children. You want to know how much I love you? I love you more than anyone else ever will. Here is how much I love you. Stand up. Each person, listen to the Lord. Stand up. Of you listening, stand to your feet. Feet together. Everybody, as the Lord leads, feet together. Close your eyes and let the Holy Spirit show. Excuse me. Forgive me. Feet uh, together. Stand up. Listen. Feet together. Arms straight out. To the left and to the right, 
palms out, thumbs up, pointing up. Close your eyes. Let the Holy Spirit show you. There, I am on the cross. See in your spirit, feel and see the love of the Father and the Son. Hear the nails being pounded into my hands and feet. Your Savior and Lord is the Lamb of God. So I all your sins, all my children, not by anything you do, but by grace and mercy in my love being poured out through my blood, not by any works or any religion ritual, only by my finished work at the cross on Calvary. Here, the Lord wants you to hear this song, but powerful for his church. Amen. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, thank you. Praise you.
Praise the name of the Lord. We'll continue. My children, I cling to that cross. I embraced it. You are on my heart and mind. This was what kept me on that cross. Was you. My love for you. Each of you, my children. This is why Satan and the world are taken down and removing the crosses. The other thing that has been happening is the Vatican and the false prophets there have made me still on the cross. This is an abomination and a blaspheme to the Holy Spirit. My completion of what the Father told me to do is complete and finished. Anyone or any being telling you any different is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Why would any of you, my created children, believe such a lie? My life and work was not a failure. My life was a great victory. My father was well pleased. My life was a great victory for each of you, too, who believe, too. My children, it is time to come back to me, your Lord and Savior. There is no other. I gave life in heaven. The other choice is sin now. This word and this revelation is a last warning to all who are listening. Are you seeking me? Are you getting to know me personally? This time is now. Turn away from this world, the things that distract you so easy. Turn to me, your Lord and Savior. Turn away from the elementary things and press on to the unity and completeness in me. As I have shown my servant Buddy and my servant Paul, a watchman for me, that the body of Christ has to be one. Take off all the labels that man and demons have put on you. You are the body of Christ. You are the church of the living God. My children, grow up. Know who you are in me. You are the church. You can be known this way. You are believers. All over the world, you follow me. You are following the way. You are followers of Jesus. You are followers of Yeshua. You are followers of Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the church at the Lord's hour. You are the church at the end time remnant church. You are the body of Christ. It is time to come out of the Babylonian whore that is, is the one world religion. This system has taken over all the places that these lukewarm, immature, deceived pastors or leaders are. They are saying there is many ways to God. There is many ways to salvation. No, no, no. There is one way and one true church. It is the only through me, Jesus Yeshua. Do you know me? Do you truly know what I did for each of you? Have you changed from the start of your salvation? Have you had time for me in your journey of life? Have you sought after me? Do you know me more? Do you know my will for you? Can you hear my voice as I call your name? You see, children, this is a very personal relationship. You have to seek me. You have to want to be with me. You have to have time for me. I gave all my created children my word. My Holy Spirit has come into the world. He is available to all who humble themselves and empty themselves and want to obey and serve me 
as I did when I was on earth. My sons, my daughters, my bride, my church. I was your example how you are to live, how to speak, how to serve as you live in this world. You are my witnesses. You are my light in this dark world. You are my truth in a world of lies. You are my love that you give and show to the poor and others hurting and seeking for me. In me you move, breathe, and have your being. So yes, my children, it is time to seek me, to know me more. Time is so short. Time to make an eternal choice. You have to choose me, choose salvation in life, repent, turn from your wickedness and sin. It is a gift. It is a pardon. It is my grace for you. You have to choose. I gave you free will. You have to come in line with my Father's will, in my will for your life. When you do this, you will be so free. You will have the chains of sin and death and hell fall away, glory to God. You will start getting hot. Your cold lukewarmness will melt away. You have to turn away from the one thing that I hate most. Listen clearly. Doubt and unbelief. These go right along with the sin that brought Lucifer down pride. These go hand in hand. When you come to me, you have to bow. You have to give your life, your allegiance to me. You have to give your heart and all that matters to you. You cannot in any way have any doubt or unbelief in your heart. You have to believe and trust me. You cannot be prideful and stiff-necked. Come to the kingdom of God as a child, humbling and trusting. As you study and learn tonight, as I guide you into all truth by my Holy Spirit, you will know that it is so important that you seek me and want to know me more. Remember what I said to those who truly didn't seek me and truly did not know me or trust me. These words, we, these words will be spoken, for I am a righteous king and judge. Depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. This is why the message tonight, I do not want to say that to any of you. All who are listening, this is a night of destiny. Which life in destiny will you have? Will you come to me and serve me, trust me, love me? Will you be faithful? Will I say to you, come, blessed of my Father, enter into your rest? You have been faithful, servant. Your reward is great. This is what I want for you, each of you, to come home. Come back to me and let me lead you home to heaven. The other choice with your free will is Satan, death, and hell. This comes from your sin, doubt, unbelief, pride. These lead you down the path which is very broad to hell. You have to choose in this life now. You cannot wait after you die and go into eternity. Then it's too late. Too late. Too late. I have told you tonight that now is the time of salvation. This is the time of getting right with me and knowing me, each of you. It is time, my church, my bride, to be in unity and seeking me, praying and watching for me. The time is upon you when your homecoming will come to pass, that my word will be fulfilled 
and show the whole world that I am God, that I am Savior, that I am the King of glory, and that I am the great I am. Look up, my bride, your redemption is nigh. Yeshua, Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Give him glory and praise. Give him glory and praise for his word and his revelation and truth. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to our coming team. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word, for your revelation, for your love, concern for each of us. Lord, that we will take heed to what you're saying to each of us, that we have to know you personally, not just knowing about you or just hearing about you. No, we have to know you, and we have to seek you daily, each day. Praise your wonderful name, Lord Jesus. The scripture references for this word, the first one, is 1 Corinthians 1 through 22 by the word of the Lord. The whole chapter is the Lord amplified. Amen? It's so powerful. This is what the Lord is saying. And he wants to hear because this is what we're dealing with a lot. We're dealing with 1 through 22. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. 1 Corinthians 3. Starting at, uh, excuse me, uh, starting at, uh, yes, yes, that's right, yes, uh, verse 1. Now listen clearly and see if this sounds familiar. However, brothers and sisters, I could not talk to you as spiritual people, but only as a worldly people dominated by human nature. Mere infants in the new life in Christ. I feed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not able to receive it. Even now, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, controlled by ordinary impulses, the sinful capacity. For as long as there is jealousy and strife and discord among you, are you not unspiritual? Are you not walking like ordinary men unchanged by faith? For when one of you says, I am a disciple of Paul, and another said, I am a disciple of Paulus. Are you not proving yourself unchanged, just ordinary? Oh, that'd be like saying this day and time, oh, I'm a Baptist. Oh, I'm a Catholic. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Jewish. Oh, I'm Methodist. Oh, I'm Pentecostal. Oh, I'm this and that. No. This is what the Lord is trying to say. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Just servants through whom to believe in Christ. Even as the Lord appointed to each his path, I planted, Apollos watered, but God all the while was causing the growth. So neither is the one who plants nor the one who waters anything, but only God who causes the growth. Verse 8. He who plants and he who waters are one, in importance and esteem, working toward the same purpose. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, God's building. According 
to the remarkable, remarkable grace of God, which is given to me to prepare me for my task. Like a skillful master building, I lay a foundation, and now another is building on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. For one, no one can lay a foundation other than which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will be clearly shown. For what is what for what it is? For the day of judgment will disclose it. Because it is to be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality and character and worth of each person's work. If any person's work which has built on this foundation, that is, any outcome of his effort remains and survives the test, he will receive a reward. But any other person's work is burned up by the test, he will suffer loss of his reward. Yet, he himself will be saved, but only as, uh, only as no, I mean, one who has barely escaped through fire. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 16. Do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God? That the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively, individually? If anyone destroys the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrine, God will destroy the destroyer. For the temple of God is holy and sacred, and that is what you are. Verse 18. Let no one deceive himself. If any among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool. Discarding his worldly pretensions, pretension, excuse me, and acknowledging his lack of wisdom, so that he may become truly wise. Amen. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness, absurdity, stupidity before God. For it is written in Scripture, he is the one who catches the wise and clever in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the humanly wise, that they are useless. So let no one boast in men about their wisdom or having this or that one as a leader. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or Peter or the world or life or death or these things present or things to come. All things are yours and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Clearly, you hear the message of what the Lord is saying. Do not trust in man. Do not trust in religion. You better get right with God, and you better seek Jesus to know him more. Amen? Whoops, almost took a page away there. Some, same for us, brothers and sisters, we all in Christ. You don't say, I am a brother Elvie, or I am a brother Buddy, or I am a brother Minister Paul. No, we say we are all of Christ Jesus and him alone. Be wise, my brothers and sisters, as you see by God's word, quit following men. Follow Jesus. 
hear what the Lord Jesus is saying through his servants and study and discern it yourself. Be a workman, not ashamed, dividing the word of God to all truth. Study thyself to be a proved saint of God. Amen. Too many people follow men or women. It is time to follow and listen to Jesus. Or I tell you this, you will be left behind if you are following the Pope, a priest, a pastor, a rabbi, or an imam. These are just men like us. You need Jesus, the Savior and Lord for all mankind. No other. Amen. Hear his voice. Follow his spirit into all truth. Amen. I was telling this when something is very important. Paul would say, do you not know? He was saying, you should know. Nine times he did this. The Holy Spirit is saying, look at thee. Amen. As the Spirit leads, we will follow. Amen. Not a man, but the Spirit of the living God. We are just servants. He uses. 1 Corinthians 5, 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. You're boasting over the supposed spirituality of your Do you not know that just a little leaven ferments the whole batch of dough? Just as a little sin corrupts a person or an entire church? God have mercy. The Lord is being serious. He is not pulling no punches tonight. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 2 through 3. Do you not know that the saints, God's people, will one day judge the world? If the world is to be judged by you, are you not competent to trivial, insignificant, petty cases? Do you not know that we believers will judge angels? How much more than as to matters of this life? Godly live wisdom for each of us, understanding who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen? 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10. Glory to his wonderful name. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, or idolaters, nor infamate by perversion, nor those who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, I mean rivalers, whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander, nor swindlers, will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. A word of warning for anyone in these kind of lifestyles. You have to repent and turn from this sin and wickedness. Turn to Jesus. He will forgive you and wash you clean in his blood and change your heart and mind from sin to righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6.15 do you not know that you are your bodies are members of Christ? I am therefore to take the members of Christ and make them part of a prostitute? Certainly not. Brothers and sisters, this could mean literally to join, to 
to a prostitute, or the whore of Babylon, the whole, I mean, the world church, the Lord told us tonight, amen? He said, come out of her. Come out of this false religion. Come out of things that's not a true church. Lukewarm. Telling you lies. Telling that Jesus ain't coming. Telling you that there is no rapture or caught up away. Come out of that. Run. Amen. That Jesus' death on the cross of faith. And they still have him on the cross like it's never done. Oh, it's done. The Lord said it is finished by his own words at the cross. It is finished. Hallelujah. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians 6, 16 through 18. All these were in, uh, in, in Corinthians too. All nine of these were in Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 16 through 18. Do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, the two shall become one flesh. But the one who is united and joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Amen. Do you see the contrast? You join together with the uh, prostitute in your life, or you join together with the Babylonian whore, the world church is of the flesh. But of Jesus, the Lord Jesus, you are one spirit with him. Amen? That's powerful. Run away from sexual immorality, any form, whether thought or behavior, whether visual or written. Every other sin that man commits is outside the body, but the one who sexually immoral sins against his own body. Like Brother Elvie has told us what the Lord told him, and us too, that sexual sin grieves the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do not, do not, what, I mean, do what the Apostle Paul tells us to do by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Be wise. Be on guard. There is so many temptations out there for this. Uh, for this. Amen. God of mercy. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that you that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not of your own property? You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. Amen to that. Hallelujah. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians 9, verse 13. Do you not know that those who officiate in the sacred services of the temple eat from the temple, offerings of meat and the bread, and those who regularly attend the altar have their share from the offerings brought to their altar? So also, on the same principle, the Lord directed those who preach the gospel to get their living from the gospel. We are here to pray and support the servants of the Lord that are bearing fruit for the kingdom of God and not of their selves. 
We are to give to the Lord's work. See where he is moving and join in. We are to be cheerful givers and give tithe and offerings. This is commanded with the promises from the Lord. I tell you, this as a witness in our lives, me and Sister Brenda, you cannot outgive God. No way, no way in the world. Is that right, baby? You cannot outgive God. You be obedient to what he tells you to give. He will bless you and supply your needs. Amen. The next one is 1 Corinthians 9, verses 25. I mean, excuse me, 24 through 25. Hallelujah to the Lord. Do you not know that in a race all runners run their very best to win, but only one receives a prize? Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things to win a crown that withers. But we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Hallelujah. Amen, Lord. An imperishable crown that will lay at your feet for you receive all praise and worship. Hallelujah. So as we go through these, we see certain aspects of our life in the walk with the Lord. We see how to know him more. We know how important it is to seek him, to know the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Two more scripture references. The narrow and wide gates. Matthew Chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. Let me get a drink, excuse me, brothers and sisters. Uh, yeah, Matthew 7, verses 13 through 14. Amen, there's such a sweet spirit here. Hallelujah. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And we know of the Lord. Verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is a gate and broad and easy to travel. It's the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many who enter through it. God have mercy. But small is the gate. And narrow and difficult to travel is a path that leads the way to everlasting life. And there are few who find it. Very clear, the Lord is telling us only two ways. You can take the easy way that leads to hell and destruction, or you can take the narrow and difficult path to travel to everlasting life. Brothers and sisters, all who are listening, the road to hell, there is no discipline. There are no rules or ways. Just eat, drink, and be happy. Be pleasure. Be famous and prideful. Be entertained. Be distracted. Be deceived. God have mercy. Brothers and sisters, what do you think the meaning of being a disciple is? We are to follow our Lord. We are to be wise and discipline our body and mind each day. We are to serve and not be lazy. We are to be about the Father's business each day. We are to stay on the straight and narrow path. Look at the Jesus. 
pray all you listen now or in the archives will not hear from the Lord Jesus. Matthew 7, 15-23, a tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets, teachers, who come to you dressed as sheep, appearing gentle and innocent, but innerly are ravenous wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them, that is, by their con contrite doctrine and self-focus. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the unhealthy tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will recognize them as false prophets. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But only, who, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day when I judge them, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many miracles in your name? And then I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly disregarding the command. God have mercy on your soul. So there was the word of revelation from our Lord Jesus. Now we will move into our study that he has for us and wants us to know. Amen? The first thing we have to do is seek Jesus to know him more. So let's look at this word first, the meaning of seek. To go in search or quest, to seek truth, the truth, to find or discover by searching or questioning, to go to seek a place to rest. Amen. You can all do that at the feet of Jesus. Let's seek more of God's truth about this very important truth. Amen. Deuteronomy 4, verse 29. Deuteronomy 4, verse 29. But if from thence shalt thou seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek with all thine heart, and with all thy soul. Amen. Not half-hearted, brothers and sisters. Don't go to the Lord half-heartedly. Hallelujah. First Corinthians. Oh, excuse me. Not right, baby. First Chronicles. First Chronicles 16.10. First Chronicles 16.10. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice. Rejoice that seek the Lord. Amen. What does it say? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Rejoicing, rejoicing, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what it says. Once you seek him, rejoice. Praise 
give hope. You give joy. You give gladness. Thank you, Lord. And all of gladness is here today. First Chronicles 16:11. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His faith continually. Amen. Glory to God. Seek the face of the Lord. Hallelujah. See His loving eyes. See the brightness of His glory, brighter than the sun. Hallelujah. What's so funny? That's all right. Whistling? Oh, amen. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. Psalms 9, 10. Psalms 9, verse 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. You out there, each one of you listening, who seek the Lord, he will not forsake you. Amen? You are not forsaken. You are not forsaken. Hallelujah. Psalms 22, verse 26. Psalms 22, verse 26. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. Hallelujah. Your heart, brothers and sisters, will live forever. A promise to all those who seek him. You shall praise him, all who seek him too. God's word is powerful, isn't it? Hallelujah. You have to dig into it and find the treasures. Can't skim over it. You have to study it. And the Holy Spirit will be glad to help you. I can tell you that. Psalms 40, verse 16. It's amazing, the truth in this word. Let all those that seek thee rejoice again. <laughs> And be glad in the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord, dear man. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. Rejoice and be glad in the Lord continually. Amen. Song 83, verse 16. Song 83, verse 16. Fill the faces with shame. Listen why. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Does that sound familiar what's been happening here recently, baby? Amen. Conviction of your sin and wickedness before a holy, righteous God you will realize who you are and who he is. And you will say, forgive me, Lord, a sinner. Cleanse me of my sin and shame. I thank you for salvation and life. That's why God will put shame upon your face. Hallelujah. Songs 105, verse 4. Oh, glory to your name. Your presence is awesome, Lord. Song 104, I mean, excuse me, 105, verse 4. Seek the Lord in his Seek his face evermore. Seek his bright shining face, his loving, merciful eyes. Seek him and know him more and more. Amen. Songs 119. Song, that's all right. I was waiting until you um, got to a place where you keep going. Songs 119, verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimony and that seek. 
him with a whole heart. That's important. Again, you have to seek him with your whole heart, willing to bow your heart and life to him. Amen? Isaiah 55, verse 6. Hallelujah. Listen to this. In the days we're living. Seek ye the Lord while he can be found. Call ye upon him while he is here. A warning from the Lord. This time is in this time closing. The age of grace will be over very soon. So now is the time to seek and find the Lord. For he is near now. Amen. Jeremiah 29. 11 through 13. For I know the thoughts I have toward the thoughts toward Jesus, the Lord, even the thoughts of peace and not of trouble, and to give you an end in your hope. Then shall you cry unto me. Then you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hear you, and ye shall seek me and find me. Because ye shall seek me with all your, and we know by the Lord and what he has told us, all means all. Amen. This passage of scripture has been so profane to me and my wife, Sister Brenda. The Lord spoke this to us and came alive in our hearts. We have applied this to our lives each day and would encourage you to do the same. Amen. Here is a very good reason to seek the Lord now for such a time as this. Zephaniah 2, verse 3. Seek ye the Lord, all you meek of the earth, which have wrought, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness. It may be ye shall hide in the day of the Lord's anger. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to be hidden away in heaven during God's anger and wrath on this word. I hope you do too. Amen. Amen. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things should be added unto you. I have a word that I had in my walk of faith since the beginning. But now, knowing what this truly means. Amen. Luke 11, verse 9. Luke 11, verse 9. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and that shall be opened unto you. Verse 10. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. This is why you seek. This is a part of knowing the Lord. You are to have a relationship with him. Speak to him. Ask questions, and then you are to listen to him, give you wisdom and truth. Amen? Luke 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man is is come to seek and save that which is lost. The reason you seek? Because God seeks for you. God seeks the lost. 
He shows you the example. And we should learn from his life and example too. Amen? John 4, verse 23. But the hour cometh and is, worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God the Father seeketh such to worship him. Glory to God. Hallelujah, the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. John 20, verses 11 through 17. But Mary, who had returned, was standing outside the tomb sobbing. And she saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said to her, Woman, why are you crying? She told them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. After saying this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? From whom are you looking? Supposing that he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you are the one who has carried him away from here, tell me where you have put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold me, for I have not ascended to the Father, but go to my brother's. And tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Here is Mary Magdalene seeking her Lord, her Savior, the one who forgave her when she didn't even deserve it. She was seeking the one who loved and knew, she, she loved and knew him. Because of her seeking him, when he calls her name, she sees her Lord, her Rabboni, she hears his voice when he calls her name. You too, brothers and sisters, have to be like Mary. You have to seek him. You have to know him, even when sometimes it is only you doing it and believing in him. Amen? Hallelujah. Acts 17, verse 27. Glory to the Lord. Glory to his wonderful name. The truth and revelation he is sharing with us, his children. Praise God. Verse 27. This was so that you that uh, that they would seek God, if perhaps they might grasp for him and find him, though he is not far from each of one of us. For in him we live, move, and exist. That is, in him we actually have our being. Acts 17, 27, 28. As even of some of your own poets have said, for we are also are his children. Reach out to him. Grab his nail-scarred hands. Hug him. He loves you very much. Get close to Jesus. Have a personal relationship with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Colossians 3, verse 1. Colossians 3, verse 1. 
If ye, if ye then been risen with Christ, seek those things which are which are above, where Christ setteth on the right hand of God. Amen. Seek the things of heaven. Let your eyes dim to this world. Amen. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. He reward you, the ones who diligently seek him. Let's look at this and what this this word this word truly means. Listen to this. Constant in effort to accomplish something. Attentive, persistent in doing anything. All for the glory of God. Why you seek diligently. Amen. Now let's move on to knowing God. Knowing our Lord Jesus, amen? What does knowing mean? Affecting, applying, deliberately revealing true knowledge of secret or private information. Like the Lord told Jeremiah, Jeremiah 33.3, Call unto me and I'll answer you and tell you, even show you great and mighty things Things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. Amen? Someone you will share in confidence or private, important or special things to you. So you have to know them very intimately. Psalms 9, verse 10. And they that know thy name will put thy, their trust in thee. Thou, Lord has not forsaken them that seek thee. Amen? Know his name, Jesus. Now, I'm sorry, Psalm 20, verse 6. Let me get a drink. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word, Lord. It's alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting through... Our hearts and minds. Hallelujah. Now, know that the Lord saveth his anointed. Hallelujah. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Hallelujah. David is saying, I know that the Lord will save us, love us, and protect us. You know him so well that you love him and trust him. Amen. Songs. 36, verse 10. Oh, continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, in thy righteousness, to know the upright in heart, traits of those who know thee, righteousness and the upright in the heart. Amen? Hallelujah. Songs 46, verse 10. Hallelujah. Be still and know that I am God. Glory to his name. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God, brothers and sisters. As, as I picked out the worship songs, I had no idea that was in here in this in this lesson. But I will be exalted. I exalt thee. 
this right here in the Word of God, Psalm 4610, praise the name of the Lord. You have to be still and not distracted from this world. You have to have time for the Lord to know him. Matthew 26, 70. Matthew 26, verse 70. But he denied, but he denied before them all, saying, I know what thou say, I know not what thou sayest. Matthew 26, 72. And again he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. Matthew 26, 74. Then he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew, I mean, a crew of a crow. When Peter denied the Lord, and when any of us deny him, or do not have time for him in our life, we don't know him either. When you deny him or reject him, you do not know him. God have mercy. Repent. Turn back to him. Receive and believe in him to know him. Amen. John 4, 42. And he said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. They hear for themselves the Christ, the Savior of the world. They know in their hearts and minds. John 5, verse 42. John 5, verse 42. But I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. Jesus knows our hearts, each one of us. He knows who loves him and the one who don't. You cannot hide what is in your heart. God sees all. He truly knows you. Amen? John seven twenty nine. John seven twenty nine. But I know him. I am from him. And he has sent me. And again, Jesus showing us his way in nature that we do the same. We are to know him daily. Amen. John 8, verse 19. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, You neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. You cannot know the Father. You cannot know Almighty God without the Son, Jesus Christ, in your lives. The only way you can come to the Father in his kingdom is through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. John eight twenty eight. said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you shall know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. You know Jesus by the cross. He was high and lifted up for all men to see and know Him and know where He comes from. Amen. That through the cross of Jesus, is the way, the only way to the Father in eternal life. John 8, 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
you know the truth, then you know Jesus. For he is the truth. Now, that is true freedom. Amen. John 10, hallelujah. 14, praise his name. I am the good shepherd. I know, I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. Amen. He knows us, and he is known by us. Amen. John 10, 27. Praise his wonderful name. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You know Jesus personally, you will follow him. Amen. John 14, verse 7. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Amen. We know the Son, we know the Father too. John 14, 9. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and ye hast thou not known me? Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus has been with each of us for a long time too. For some, we are supposed, I mean, for for some, we are supposed to know him, just like Philip should have. Jesus asking this question, have I been so long with you that you know not me? We should know him and know his will for us each day, amen? John 14, verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. You can only know and receive the Spirit of God through knowing Jesus. Amen. John fourteen twenty. At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Praise the name of the Lord. A close relationship, a special relationship, a intimate relationship even more than a husband and wife relationship, much deeper. Amen? John 17, verse 3. And this is the life eternal, that ye that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Know Jesus and the Father to have eternal life eternal. Isn't that so simple? Not a complicated message. John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that ye may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Know Jesus and the Father to have life eternal. Amen? John 21, verse 17. John 21, verse 17. He said unto them the third time, Simon, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Like Peter, can we too tell the Lord, We love you, Lord Jesus. We know you and want to obey and serve you. Praying, Lord, like Peter, 
We are feeding your sheep as you commanded us to and anointed us to be able to do this. Amen. Hallelujah. John 21, verse 24. This is the disciple which testifieth of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. John knew Jesus and loved him. And his testimony to the truth is true. Amen. Acts 15, verse 8. And God which knoweth the heart, bear them witness. Give them, them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. Amen. A heart matter between you and God. Verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> Even the evil spirit know who are of God. Acts 19, verse 15. Even the evil spirit know who are of God and who are truly his. Amen. Romans 6, 6. You got that one? All right, Romans 6, 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Amen? That's something special to know. Romans 6, 9. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death have no dominion over him. Hallelujah. Romans 6, 16. Know ye not that whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey? His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness? These scriptures... These three great truths about knowing Jesus more. Amen. Romans 8, 28. And we know that. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get a drink. Mm. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God. All things again. To them that are called according to his purpose. Great truth and promise to us who know him. And love him. Amen. Romans 9, 23. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. Amen. We are vessels of mercy. He might make known the riches of his glory to each of us. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. For who have known the mind of the Lord, that we that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Knowing him, you have the mind of Christ. Amen. First Corinthians eight three. First Corinthians eight three. But if any man love God, the same is known of him should be what they say about you. He loved, she loved the Lord. They followed Jesus. Amen. 
study by seeking Jesus to know him more? With the Apostle Paul pouring out his heart about knowing him. Philippians 7 through 12. Hallelujah to his name. Listen to this man, how God changed him and how his heart has been changed by the Lord. What that former things were gained to me as I thought then, these things once regarded as advancements in merit, I have come to consider as loss, absolutely worthless for the sake of Christ. And the purpose which he was given my life, but more than that, I count everything as lost compared to the priceless privilege and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord and growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him a joy unequal. For his sake, I have lost everything and I consider it all garbage so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him believing and relying on him, not having any righteousness of my own derived from my obedience to the law and its rituals, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. And this, so that I may know him experimentally, becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, and that in the same way experience the power of his resurrection, which overflows is active in believers, and that I may share the fellowship of his suffering by continually conform inwardly into his likeness even to his death, dying as he did so that I may attain to the resurrection that I that will raise me from the dead. Verse 12. Not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but actively press on, so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made his his own. Hallelujah. And there's two more verses, baby. I mean, three more verses. I put 712, but it goes on. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. All of us, who are mature, pursuing spiritual perfection, should have this attitude. And in and if any respect you have a different attitude, that to God will make it clear to you. Only let us stay true to what we have already attained. Amen. Hallelujah. We too, Lord Jesus, want to know you more and more each day. I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. What a powerful lesson. Amen. Powerful. Powerful. 
Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Praise God for each one of you here in the chat room and by phone. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, Sis Brenda, my wife and daughter of King Jesus, will bring forth a word that the Lord has given her to share, knowing the will of God. Amen? Knowing the will of God. Let me switch her the phone thing here. First shall come, first shall come, first shall come. Amen. Amen. Hi, everybody. First, I want to I want to uh, give a statement out here. I don't know if any of y'all have ever watched the movie called Shawshank Redemption. There's a scene in there where this prisoner was, he was writing the governor every day about wanting books for the library at the prison. And this took, I don't don't remember how long it took, but it took years. And he, not only did he get books, but he also got some money along with it. And Anyway, they asked him, what is he going to do now? He says, well, I'm going to start writing twice a day. <laughs> With me saying this, um, I have been praying for my children to have a Damascus Road experience. Okay? okay. So, anyway, here, here, here's... Y'all do not think that I'm cruel, okay? But my daughter was in a automobile wreck the other day. Matter of fact, it was yesterday. 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 As we were praying. As we were praying. In the war room. And anyway, she she's got you know skin skin shins, but she's okay. Amen. But the story about this is that she felt the presence. That she needed to put on her seatbelt. Praise God, the Lord watching over her family. And it was a very strong presence that she wanted to needed to put on her. Seat. And what were we praying? Remember what we were praying? We were praying that God, if it takes a Damascus, it, I mean Damascus Road experience to wake up our family, let it happen. I tell you what, brothers and sisters, when you get in a wreck and your life flashes before your eyes. Talking to her, and she says, "She said she just felt the overwhelming presence to put on her seatbelt." And I got to share with her, and I don't know. I I think I've shared with y'all before that she is very anti-Christianity. Anything spiritual, that's out the door. Um, So to have this moment makes me want to pray even more. Yeah, more. <laughs> I, I you know, I'm just gonna like, oh, I got I got some books and, and two hundred dollars. Oh no, 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 no. I'm gonna pray more and I'm gonna Amen. I want more books and I want more money. Amen. Because I want more 
the Lord the Lord gave me a morsel of what He's going to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm just I I I hope y'all understand Amen. what I'm trying to. It's like the uh, it's like the, the widow, the the lady that kept wearing out the uh, even he wasn't even, he wasn't even a believer the the unrighteous judge and just kept wearing him out kept knocking on the door and he did and she just wouldn't leave him alone and 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 that's it's how the Lord was showing us that we are supposed to pray and how we just keep praying and praying until you see that your prayer becomes a testimony Amen. Amen. I mean, I've heard it one thing, like uh, there's different people who are knocking on God's door with a hammer, and there's other people hitting them with a sledgehammer. Right? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, that was that was my praise report, and I know that all, uh, my brothers and sisters that have been here with me for the last few years know that this is very important to me. I'm saying hi to you. It's just Randy saying hi. Hi, Randy. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Amen. We're going to have a chance. Lord willing, we are yeah. we are there. We're going to see Sister Randy down in South Texas, uh, Lord willing. Lord uh, Terry, uh, all right. So, in in my in my search and discovery, I've come across a a sermon by John Piper, and it's called "What is the Will of God, and How Do We Know It?" This is comes from Romans twelve. One and two. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing that you may discern. What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? The aim of Romans 12, 1 and 2 is that all of life would become spiritual worship. First one, present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. The aim of all human life in God's eyes, is that Christ would be made to look as valuable as he is. Worship means using our mind and our heart and body to express the worth of God and all he is for us in Jesus. Amen. There is a way to live, a way to love that that does that. There is a way to do your job that expresses the true value of God. If you can't find it, that may mean you need to change jobs. Or it might mean the, that verse 2 is not happening to the degree it should. Let's see what verse 2 says. Verse 2 is Paul's answer to how we turn uh, all of our life into worship. We must be transformed. We must be transformed. We must be transformed, not just external external behavior, but the way we feel and think, our minds. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Those who believe in Christ Jesus 
are already blood bought, new create creatures in Christ. If anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. That comes from Second Corinthians five seventeen. But now we must become what we must become what we are. Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, mate as you already are unleavened. You have to put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the Creator. Amen. We have to be made new in Christ and how you are being renewed day by day. Now let's focus on the last past two verses. Past the last part of verse two, so sorry. Amen. Namely, the aim of the renewed mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Now here comes the aim. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. So our focus tonight is on the meaning of the term will of God and how we discern it. There are two clear and very different meanings for the term will of God in the Bible. We need to know we need to know them and decide which one is being used here in Romans 12:2. In fact, knowing the difference between these two meanings of the will of God is crucial in understanding one of the biggest and most perplexing things in all the Bible, namely that God is sovereign over all things and yet disapproves of many things. There's 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 the big one. Which means that God disapproves of some things. It disapproves of some things that he ordains to happen. That is, he forbids some of the things he brings about. And he commands some of the things to he hinders. Or to put in most, God wills some events in one sense and does not want, does not will it in another sense. Scratch your head. <laughs> That's a scratch your head moment. But you got to listen. And before before you start, oh, blasphemy, okay? Listen to this. God's will and decree of sovereign will. Let's see the passage of Scripture that makes us think this way. First, consider this passage that describes the will of God as he's sovereign control of all that comes to pass. One of the clearest is the way Jesus spoke of the will of God in Gethsemane when he was praying. He said in Matthew 26, 39, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. He said it three times, too, so he was dealing with it. What, what does the will of God refer to in this verse? It refers to the sovereign plan of God that will happen in the coming hours. You recall, you recall how Acts 
4, 27, 28 says this. Truly, in this city there there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, who you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, among, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. So, the will of God is that Jesus die. This was his plan, his decree. There is no change in it. And Jesus bowed and said, here's my request, that you do what is best to do. That's the sovereign will of God. Very critical point here that includes the sin of man. Herod, Pilate, the soldiers, the Jewish leaders, they all sin in fulfilling God's will that his son be his son be crucified. So, be very clear on this. God's will to come to pass some things that he hates. Here is an example from 1 Peter. In 1 Peter 3.17, Peter writes, Suffer for doing good if that should be good God's will than for doing evil. In other words, it may be God's will that Christians suffer for doing good. He is in mind persecuted, but persecution of Christians who do not deserve it is a sin. So again, God sometimes will, sometimes wills that events come about that include sin. It is better to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will. Powerful, I'm telling you. Paul gives a sweeping summary statement of this truth in Ephesians 1.11. In him, Christ, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. The will of God is God's sovereign governance of all that comes to pass. And there are many passages in the Bible that teaches of God's providence, providence over the universe extends to the smallest detail of nature in human decisions. Not one sparrow falls from, to the ground apart from our Father in heaven. Amen. The 1029. From Proverbs 1633, the lot is cast into the lap. But but it's every decision is from the Lord. Amen. Proverbs sixteen one. The plan of the heart belongs to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Mm. And Proverbs twenty one one. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hands of the Lord. Amen. He turns it wherever he will. There you go. Who's in control? God is in that's, that's the first meaning of God's, the will of God. It is God's sovereign control of all things. We will cast this, we will call this his sovereign will. It cannot be broken. It, it always comes to pass. He does according to his will among the hosts of heaven 
and among the inhabitants of earth, and and none can say his hand or face to him, what have you done? Daniel 4.35. Now, the other meaning for the will of God. In the Bible is what we call his will of command. His, his will is that he commands us to do. Amen. This is the will of God we can disobey and fail to do. The will of decree we do whether we believe in it or not. The will of command we can fail to do. For example, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father... Amen. Who is in heaven? Praise God. That's Matthew seven twenty one. Seven twenty one. Not all that do the will of the Father, he says, not everyone will enter through the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because not all do the will of God. That's right. That's it. Paul says in First Thessalonians Thessalonians. Four, three. This is my will of God. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. That you abstain from sexual immorality. Here we have a very specific instance of what God commands us commands of us. That's in the same chapter talking about the kitchen away, too. Holiness, sanctification. Sexual purity. Amen. This is his will of command. But, oh, so many do not obey. God have mercy. That's true. Then, then Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for Amen. you. Again, this is a specific aspect of his will of command. Give thanks in all circumstances. But many do not do this either. Yes. Give thanks in all circumstances. It could be. I could have got that wrong. Okay. Bypass that one then, okay? We know it's in the Bible because we've, we've <laughs> I don't know how many times I've oh, heard. Excuse me, baby. It, 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 oh, yeah, it's the wrong, it has the number up there, five, but it's chapter, it was chapter four. You're good. You're fine. Yeah, right. Praise God. <laughs> okay. It said five is a little number, but down below the chapter has changed. There's a lot of us that do not uh, obey the the will of God on some of these things. One more example. First John two seventeen. And the world is passing away uh, along with its desires. But who 
forever that the will of God abides forever. Not all abide forever. Some do, some don't. The difference, some do the will of God, some don't. The will of God, in this sense, does not always happen. So I conclude from these and many other passages in the Bible, there are two two ways of talking about the will of God. Both are true. Both are important to understand and to believe. One we, we can call God's will a decree or his sovereign will, and the other we call God's will a command. His will of decree always comes to pass, whether we believe it or not, and the will of command can be broken, and it, and it is every day. Before I relate this to Romans 12, too, let me commit comment on how precious these two truths are. Both correspond to a deep need that we all have when we are deeply hurt or experience great loss. On one hand, we need the insurance that God is in control and therefore is able to work all our pain and loss together for for my good and the good of all that who love him. Amen. On the other hand, we need him, we need to know that God emphasizes emphasize I can never say that word and does not delight in sin or pain or themselves. These two needs correspond with God's will of decree and his will of command. Amen. For example, if you are badly abused as a child and some ask you, do you think that was the will of God? You know you have you you now have a way to make some biblical sense out of you you now have a way to make some biblical sense out of this and give an answer that doesn't contradict the Bible. You may say, No, it was not God's will because he commands the abuses but love each other. The abuse broke his commandment and therefore moved his heart with anger and grief. But in another sense, yes, it was God's will, his sovereign will, because there is there is a hundred ways he could have stopped it. But for reasons I don't yet fully understand, he didn't. Well, that goes in because of people's free will, and we're in the time of grace right now, too. And and corresponding with these two wills are the two things you you need in this situation. One is a God who is strong and sovereign enough to take it for is a God who is able to emphasize emphasize you. On one hand, Christ is the sovereign high king, and another happens apart. On the other hand, Christ is a with our weakness and pain. The Holy Spirit conquers us and our sins when he when he wills and allows himself to be quit greed and anger when he will. His sovereign will is invincible. His will of command can be grievously broken. We need both of these truths, standing up, understandings of the will of God, 
not only to make sense out of the Bible, but to hold fast to God in suffering. Amen. Now. Well, you know, one thing, baby, about our life is that the things we go through, it'll give us an opportunity to minister to others, that we can share what we faced and how we overcame it, that we overcame it through Christ. And we all face things that are not good and things that are evil and things that are cruel and bad. But through Christ's sacrifice and by Christ's love, we were able to overcome. And then we're able to uh, minister to others because of what we've gone through, too. We don't understand everything for sure. But God always has a purpose in all because it says in all things give thanks for those who are called according to his purpose. Amen? Amen. Now, which of these is meant in Romans 12, 2? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The answer surely is that Paul is referring to God's will of command. I say this for at least two reasons. One is that God does not intend for us to know how much, how most of his sovereign will ahead of time. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us. That was from Deuteronomy 29, 29. If you, if you want to know the future detail of God's will of decree, you don't want, you don't want a renewed mind. You want a crystal ball. Mm. This is not called transforming and obedience. It's called divination, soothsaying. The other reason I say that the the will of God in Romans is the will of command and not the will of decree is that the phrase, by testing you may discern, implies that we should approve of the will of God and then obediently do it. But, in fact, we should not approve of sin or do it, even though it is part of God's sovereign will. Paul's meaning in Romans 12-2 is paraphrased almost exactly in Hebrews 5:14, which says, Solid food for the mature for those who have their power of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Amen. That's a good, that is the go of the verse, not federating out the secret will of God that he has planned to do, but discerning the revealed will of God that we ought to do. Amen. There are three stages of knowing and doing the revealed will of God. That is, his will of command, and and all of these require the renewal mind with the Holy Spirit. It's given discernment that we have talked about. First, God's will of command is revealed with, with final, decisive authority only in the Bible. And we need the renewed mind 
to understand and embrace what God commands in the scripture. Without the renewed mind, we we will distort the scriptures to avoid the, the radical commands for self-denial and love and purity. And supreme sacrifice, sacrifice the satisfaction, sanctification in Christ alone. God's authoritative will of command is found only in the Bible. Paul says that the scriptures are inspired and makes the it makes the Christian complete and equipped for every good work. Not just some good works, but every good work. Oh, what energy and time and devotion Christians should spend meditating on the written word of God. The second stage of God's will to command is our application of the biblical truth to new situations that may or may not be explicitly explicitly addressed in the Bible. The Bible does not tell you which person to marry or which car to drive or whether to buy a home, where to take your vacation, what cell phone plan to buy, or which you should make. What is necessary is that we have a renewed mind that is so sharp and so governed by the by the revealed will of God in the Bible that we see and asset all relevant factors with the mind of Christ and discern what God is calling us to do. Uh-huh. This is very different from constantly trying to hear God's voice saying, do this, do that. People try to lead their lives by hearing voices are not in sync with uh, Romans. There is a word There there is a world of difference Between praying and laboring For a renewed mind That that discerns how to apply God's word On one hand Habit of asking God to give you New revelation Of what to do On the other hand Excuse me Divination does not require Transformation there you go. Amen. God's aim is a is a new mind, a new way of thinking and judging, not just new information. His aim is that we be transformed, sanctified, and freed by the truth of his revealed word. Yeah. So the second stage of God's will of command is the discerning application of the scripture to new situations in life by means of a renewed mind. Finally, the third stage of God's will of command is the vast majority of living where there is no conscious reflection before we act. A virtue I say that is good ninety a good ninety percent ninety five percent of you but your behavior you do not premeditate. That is, most of your thoughts, thoughts, attitudes and actions are spontaneous. They are just spill over what's inside you. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person, out of his good treasure, brings forth good. And the evil person, out of his good treasures, brings forth evil. Mm-hmm. Tell you, 
on the day of judgment, people will give account of every careless word they speak. Why do I call this part of God's will a command? For one reason, because God's command likes things like don't be angry, don't be prideful, don't covet, don't be anxious, don't be jealous, don't envy, envy. None of these actions are premeditated. Anger, pride, covetous, anxiety, jealousy, envy, they all just rise out of the heart with no conscious reflection or intention, and we are guilty because of them. They, they break the commandment of God. It is not plain, therefore, that there is one great task in the Christian life. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need new hearts and new minds. Make a make the tree good and the fruit will be good. Matthew twelve thirty three. That's the great challenge. That is what God calls calls you to. You can't do it in your own. You need Christ and you need the Holy Spirit to lead you into Christ exalting truth and to work into the truth embracing humility Amen. give yourself to this immerse yourself in the written word of God saturate your mind with it and pray that the spirit of Christ would make you so new that the spillover would would be good acceptable and perfect the will of God Amen. hallelujah and that uh, brothers and sisters as we hear that great word and know the time we're living that while we're waiting for the Lord Jesus to come, we be about the Father's business and do the will of God. Amen. you 
Redemption. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Seven. Seven and eight. The Lord did not set his love on your on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people, for you were the least of all people. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out of the, with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. To, re- to be redeemed means to be freed from bondage Amen. by means of a 
purchase price. In this passage, Israel, based on the oath he swore to the to their forefathers, if we are in a covenant relationship with the same God, we can expect similar treatment for our offspring, no matter what bondage may be present in our children's life, we can pricefully confess that God will redeem them and deliver them with with a mighty hand. Therefore, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Psalms 107. Sorry, excuse me. Amen. Hallelujah. Prayer declaration. I am going to add my children's name. Add your children's name. Lord God, I confess that my children is loose from all bondage, set free by the precious blood of Jesus. No past, present, or future bondage will ever prevail against Bobby, Veronica, their spouses, their children, the world, sin, deception, satanic enticement, the flesh, even fear of death. None of these things will ever be able to enslave my children who is dedicated to you. I pray that you will always be a deliverer, guardian, and guide to Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses, and their children, bringing them out of any weakness, darkness, or difficult situations of life. I pray that by your mighty hand that, that you will lead my children into the promised land of their destiny, that you are the almighty God. There is nothing too hard for you. So I declare redemption over my offspring, believing it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Lord told him, as he came and he saw what was going on in the temple, my house will be called a house of prayer. Oh. Lord, make me a house. Oh. Make me a house of prayer. Make me a house, make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house, make me a house of prayer. Make me a house of bread. Make me a house of bread. 
the war room in such uh, anointing. But anyway, anyone have any prayer requests? Praise God. Hallelujah, that we have come to pray at this time. Any prayer requests? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, Sis Randy, yes. Salvation for our families. Praise God. That is so important in such a time as this we're living that everybody's a breath away from eternity. Amen. Yes, and uh, Shalom. We love you, Sis Crystal. Good to see you here, Sis. I know you're by phone, but praise God you're here and all others that are by phone. Praise God to each one of you. Amen. Thank you. Praise the name of the Lord. It is time to hear the truth of God. Amen, brother, that we be counted worthy. Hallelujah. Our worthiness is in Christ. Amen. It's through Jesus Christ is the worthiness. Any kind of worthiness is Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Through Jesus we'll be able to be counted worthy. Only through Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, brother, to escape. Praise God. Yes, amen. The Lord will make it possible. If we would trust and have faith in him, he will make it possible. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Stephen Denoon, what's going on with him, Brother Javon? Safe travels, okay. Amen, brother. We will. Yes, pray for Israel. Yes. Amen. Amen. We've become in a house of prayer. Praise God. Amen, brother. We'll pray for that. The Lord can deliver you, brother. I can tell you that. He has come to set the captives free from anything that uh, controls you or an addiction. God can set you free. Praise God, Brother Jawadi. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to have to go to prayer here. Yes. Amen. Anyone else? Oh, yes, Brother Al. Protection. Praise God. Song 91, brother. Hallelujah. Song 91 over us. Glory to his name. We was talking about it in, in the war room last night. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, let me pray, brothers and sisters. Anyone else? Oh, debt free. Amen. Forgive our debts as we forgive their debtors, the Lord Jesus said. Sister Marietta, claim the word of God. Amen. Wow, there's so many prayer requests. Praise God. To be debt free. Yes. Amen. God will set us free from everything. Debt free. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's go to prayer, brothers and sisters, as uh, the time is moving on here. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this night. Lord God, we praise and honor you. We thank you for teaching us and sharing your revelation about knowing you and how important it is to know you personally. Oh, Lord, that we just don't know about you, Lord, but we know you, know who you are in our lives and how much you love us. Father, we thank you for sharing the wisdom and revelation of knowing your will, knowing the will of command and the will of degree. And we just praise and honor you that we're learning and growing and maturing in Christ Jesus such a time as this. Father, we pray for salvation for our families. 
And Lord, as I've said before, and I'll keep claiming the word of God, just like the Philippian jailer, just like Cornelius and others in the book of Acts, where it was just not them, but their families too for salvation. And that we too pray for salvation for our family, our children, our, our sons and daughters, our family, brothers and sisters, our cousins, aunts, all of them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray for Brother Stephen the noon. We pray you give him wisdom and guidance. We pray you send traveling uh, protections and mercy to him as he travels. In the name of Jesus. And we pray for the nation of Israel. And Lord, we pray for Israel. And we pray that they would seek out Yahweh, their God, and Yeshua HaMashiach, their Messiah. We pray that you'll watch over and protect them, Lord. And I know you will. I know that they're your people. But we pray and we love them as you have told us to, Lord, and that we need to follow what God says and commands. Father, we pray for Brother Kowal Jawani in the name of Jesus. We pray against the addiction of nicotine and smoking in Jesus' name. We pray to let loose in the name of Jesus and by the power of God in the name of Jesus that you would set your son free in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, we pray for the homeless and the jobless. And Father, they're at their wit's end. And Lord, that I pray they cry out to you. And Lord, that you will meet their needs. And they will see God loves them and God provides. And that they can be taken care of. For you are able, Lord. Father God, I pray for Psalm 91 protection, O Lord, over the brothers and sisters of Christ. And over all the ministers and watchmen on the walls, men and women. Father, we pray for your protection for such a time as this. Hallelujah and glory to your name. Lord God, we pray that everyone would be dead who the Son has come to set free, is free indeed. And Lord, you're able to free us from all things. And Father, we, we thank you for your forgiveness and mercy of us getting in debt. And Lord, that we are learning more how to take care of our money and do what you have told us to do. Lord, we just praise you and honor you and give you all the glory and praise. Father, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for each one by phone. Lord, I pray blessings. I pray you watch over and protect them. Lord, I pray they would come to know you more and more and more. And Lord, that they will be, they will, they will be emerged in your word. They will be led by your spirit, O oh Lord. Father, they would cry out to you and say, Lord, I need more. I need you more. I need you more, Lord Jesus. I don't need nothing else but you, Lord Jesus, I pray. Father, we just thank you. And I pray, Lord, that we be about the Father's business and do the will of the Father as Jesus has told us to do. And that he was our example and that we are to serve and honor him. And, Lord, I just pray and give you all the glory and praise for this night. And, Lord, that we occupy and we keep watching and praying as you have told us for your coming because there is a holy wedding day coming in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy wedding day. Glory to the Lord. This is the story Glory of the Son of God, God hanging on my cross for me. Thank you, Lord. But it Thank ends you, Lord. with a bride and groom and a wedding by a glassy sea. Death, where is your sting? Cause I'll be there singing Holy 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 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.